0: And it's a struggle for them too. So it's not not just all the people who got on, they could be like not on drugs but and not go to jail, but go to Harvard. Like that could be a bad thing for some people. Like I, the project is like parables from um from your struggles. You know what I'm saying? From from like so like for for me to get out of the way out for me to get out of out of, for me to come up out the um out of the but- hood.
1: <laughs> you came about um, the mud.
0: <laughs> because my oh, mother, when go. my mother and father was together, we lived in a house. We wasn't in It's was only until my father left that we had moved to public houses. It's about us. It's about, it's about our stories and helping other people deal with their stories and get their stories out. And, and social media <laughs> is like, this is the best thing that ever happened, but we right. don't see it yet because we're older. So, but when them, them, them toddlers, when the toddlers get up and, and start doing this, this is going to be like, this is going to be like, um like like when cell phones came out or like when TV came out or like when color TV or when, or when cassettes went from, from cassette tapes to DVD now to, you can't find, now you don't got to plug nothing in. So we, we, this is the beginning of a lot of a, of a really big a really big situation
1: hey what's up everybody this is Mia aka Nene from Pink Houses and you are tuned in to Parables from the Projects podcast I am the co-host and Pops introduce yourself (laughs) what's up
0: everybody you know you're supposed to anyway what's up I am Gordy from Brownsville never ran never will
1: and what's up up? (laughs) yes so I could I could do it again Nah, hey, kidding. what's up, everybody? Cool. Listen.
0: I know. Yeah, it's going down. It's going down, baby. You're gonna do what you gonna do if Oprah calls you today, you gonna get ready for that show or you're gonna be ready? You either gonna be ready all the time, or you just let's go. Oh, um, my man is from did he do time? Yes. Oh.
1: 17 years of a, 17 and a half years of a 25 year sentence. Gotcha. Yes, yeah. so so as we always like to do um today we have a dope show for y'all but as we always like to do first we like to say uh (laughs) we like to have a segment called what's going on so pops what's going on
0: yo check it out (laughs) they can't see us right
1: facebook live can
0: facebook live yo follow gordy on gordon keelan gorgeous gordy but check it out y'all. i'm having a ball out here man and you know why i'm having a ball because once you start something, you feel good. Everybody out there, just start anything. Start a podcast. Start a start a, a, a different food. Start a something. Anyway, the thing, and the thing about me, right? And the thing, well, I'm, I'm doing. This is my what's going on, right? Yep. Yeah. So check it right now. I'm. I'm. I've started. I've started. Loving people, like trying to trying to figure that love thing out. But that's 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 just part of it, right? Once you once you start to love, then it's like these other things come in. You want to do like you like you know we've been doing the podcast, but it's now now I want now I want to do um now I want people to now I want to do like um I want people to really feel it. You know what I'm saying? So starting to, starting to be cool with being cool, like quiet, like. Like when things don't seem like it's going smooth or something, and, and it feels like you know your life is messed up or something, you just you just chill, you just chill, just chill and just just get through that day, get through that day. But I'm saying this to say, like sometimes you gotta trust in you yourself. Like sometimes you gotta, you gotta really say, like, wait, just cause a million people are doing something don't make me have to do it. Just because a million people are saying this, don't make me have to say it. You gotta be strong in your conviction sometimes. And, and then if you are wrong, you gotta be, you gotta say, okay, I was wrong. But if you got a conviction and you you believe in something, you gotta research it and just keep finding stuff about it, man, because like, people are calling me saying like, took a vaccine right and I'm not I'm not mad at them for taking the vaccine they're asking me when I'm taking mine I'm like I'm not taking it because um you know I got I got I got I'm 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 my own person so but I don't knock nobody for taking it so I know i talked about this on the last parable but this is this is an ongoing situation which one day we probably gonna have to address really like no jokes aside I mean all jokes aside yo listen so What's going on? That's that's kind of what's going on. It's kind. It, it sounds a little confusing, but what I'm doing is like putting putting my putting my um Like no matter how how like if a doctor called me and said, or if a doctor, or if the president, or if, a, or if a lawyer, people with high up degrees are sounding crazy in this pandemic and and on how they and how they telling you to take a vaccine that nobody knows what's gonna work about. It. So. I don't mind you taking it but I'm just not taking it because you know I, I...
1: <laughs> you have your own opinion.
0: That's no nah, nah, not even not even not even just that. Not even just that my own opinion. It's 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 way way bigger than your own opinion. It's 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 like it's it's bigger than the ideal. It's like it's like when okay. when 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 I think Will Smith or when Will Smith changed or when Kevin Hart changed and or when these people made a decision of to trust in this, trust in themselves. They just they took a leap of faith. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They took a leap. So it's more than just it's more than just you know the words. It's like you gotta be. It's hard to explain, but that's what I'm going through. But once, and I I, I got this part right that um that I, I believe Gordy now. You know what I'm saying? Like look, you you can tell when you're lying to yourself, so you don't have to. You don't have to front about that like if if you by yourself and you talking to yourself and you know when you're lying to yourself so i've got past that i start telling myself the truth like yo man you right. ain't you really are you really do got wisdom you got wisdom just from where you grew up just just from making it from where you came from you you, you, you kind of you, you got something so don't let people tell you just because you don't have a, a doctor's degree or, or all these things that you um that you less than anywhere that's what's going on in my
1: life all right that's what's up and what's going on with me is man um i went out for this fellowship and i did not get it but you know what um your what's a fellowship is always a setup i mean your, your latest setback is always a setup for a comeback what's so, a fellowship so a fellowship is um a mentorship well the one that i went out for is a mentorship program with lena waith and I applied, but didn't get it, but you know what? I'm moving on. So like us, we're moving on to the next session. I'm so excited to have Akia McKnight and DaE Muhammad McKnight with us. We are going to get right into it. We have them in the waiting room. Uh, let's just bring them on. <laughs> All right, I'm going to let them introduce themselves uh, once they come back in. Uh, but this is a dad and daughter duo. Um as well, uh, just advocating for um incarceration reform. Um, uh, Akia is a writer and storyteller and just a phenomenal all-around woman. Um, Dae spent a long time in prison and now is advocating um, and working with fathers actually um, as a fatherhood engagement specialist. Uh, working, you know, with fathers and and helping them to re-enter into uh, the world. So they should be here in 13 seconds. Um, and let's welcome them. <laughs> Connecticut in the building. <laughs> Connecticut. Stand up. Though I believe I know that said he spent time in Brooklyn. So, hey, what's up, y'all? Hi. <laughs> hello. Hello. Okay. All right. How you
2: doing? Good, right, good,
1: right. good, good. All right. So uh, we had an opportunity to say a little bit about y'all, but um, can y'all just give us some, um, you know, a quick introduction of yourselves each, um, you know, say just give, give us give us a little bit about uh, where you're from and what you're up to.
3: Um, I guess I'll go first since I'm a lady. Um, my name is Akia McKnight. I am originally from Bridgeport, Connecticut. I currently live in Los Angeles. I am a writer, Um, a producer. And then also by day, I work for Shonda Rhimes production company. So uh, in the creative production lane over there as well. And yeah, I mean, I'm just an all-around storyteller um, and someone like, I'm a mentor to a lot of up-and-coming filmmakers. And I'm just someone that wants to make an impact and a difference on uh, the image of what it looks like to be a Black person from I guess underprivileged situations to show that we can actually have positive outcomes in our lives.
2: Love it, love it. All right, brother okay. Yes, man. Thank you, thank thank you, and your father for having us. And um, <laughs> my right. name is Darius Muhammad McKnight. Um, I grew up in um, Bridgeport, Connecticut, and I grew up in East New York section of Brooklyn. So I lived back and forth as a kid, and um, I ended up. Unfortunately, uh, while my daughter was in her mother's stomach, I ended up going to prison for 25 years and um, I spent like 17 and a half years in prison. And when I was released 15 years ago, my daughter was just graduating high school. Um, but I was fortunate on that journey that um, you know God intervened in my situation by the grace of Allah, my daughter was like that catalyst me to change because I knew that if I wanted a better life for her, I had to do something better with my life. Um, because I was also the child of an incarcerated parent. My my mother, my grandfather was in prison. It's um, <clears> unfortunate, <throat> so my brothers, most of my male cousins, they all have been incarcerated. Um, so you know, I was looking for something different like a lot of young men are, but we just don't know how to do it. And um, my change came in the form of Islam. For other people, it comes in other avenues, as many avenues to one destination. That was what worked for me. And it caused me to, um, you know, just trade in the value system that I was living my life by, which the value system I was living my life by really was the result of the collateral damage of oppression, exploitation, and disenfranchisement of a people mostly of Black and Brown people, Black and Latino people. And, um, you know, we, we take this value system because it's given to us and we take this methodology that's forced on us of, of hating ourselves. So we move in a direction to destroy that which we hate, which is ourself. So I exchanged those values for a new set of values and that allowed me to be productive within my family and the community and in society. So since I've been home for 15 years, I've been involved criminal justice reform in Connecticut, and and and, and on the big end on reentry, helping to facilitate reentry. And I go back into prison for the past 11 years as an Islamic chaplain, volunteer, and I also go back in uh, to facilitate reentry groups to prepare brothers. And at one point, I was working with sisters too, preparing for reentry.
1: Wow. Amen. Oh, no. wow. <laughs> oh, no, man, I know. Wow. I know, man. Uh, I just love it, man. And I love um too, gotta yeah, East say East that 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 your story started in East New York, because so did mine. Yeah, you know. So <laughs> oh, yeah. all of
2: I, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 my family we from live, East New York, man. Six fifty four Sheffield. My family used to live right there. The Barnes family used to live right there. Sheffield, wow. Yeah, wow, right yeah. off of New Lots, right off of New Lots in Sheffield.
1: Yep. that's why well i grew up in pink houses so and my oh, dad yeah. lived in pink houses yo,
2: you all you you live right near sunnydale farms
1: yeah <laughs> yeah you all run right
2: those street, juice boxes Man, i know yeah the yeah you was now, by, but but
1: so, yeah you
0: sheffield was by the hay, locks, yo. yeah by I three train up, over was, there yeah she she mia was you was born there right
1: yeah i was born in, was
0: in pink. House, in pink. Yeah. i i had moved out of pink house when she was born in pink house. i moved mm. out of pink house in 79 to bro to Flap,
2: which actually then the Brownsville. Wow. So you remember, my brother, you remember when I was a kid, my cousins always take me over by the McDonald's on Linden Boulevard. They used to have a go kart track in the back and a little game room where you could take the pitch there and all that. You got to be from there to know about that right there. Yeah, Yo, Yo, <laughs> okay. You you know what's
0: crazy about that McDonald's? I think I remember when it was TS. So you're talking about when TSS was across the street? Yeah, TSS. TSS was across the
2: street the street the in the village. The so yeah. 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 Pennsylvania and Linden, right there. No, you said Pennsylvania and Linden. Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania Avenue, Linden Boulevard. Oh, he
1: talking about the McDonald's on Pennsylvania.
0: Yeah, Yeah, you talking about the one on Pennsylvania?
2: Yep, yep. That game room, that
0: game room. You talking about that (laughs) game room? One block up from Pennsylvania, right? One Block up, yeah, yep. Yo, that game room was gangsters and (laughs) motherfreaking. That game, my man got shot in there. Kelly, word, my man got shot in that game. Yeah, I remember that game. Yeah. But, but yeah, but we we from further down. I know what you're talking. I know exactly. I know, know you talking. About- so when, when that game room was out, I was I was straight hustling. Coke, I was doing everything. When that when we was going to that game room, I think I was 15 and I was already knee deep in the game. I was already in the game, crazy.
2: Yeah, yeah
0: we that game room was so big, man. Me and my partner
2: was just talking about that game room. That's crazy. I was I was telling my my daughter like I can remember when I was a kid. They used to have the East York Community Center. On Van Sicklin, right across from Gershwin School. Okay. And in the summertime, they used to give people free lunch. We used to go in the basement to get free lunch. Wow. Gershwin School right there, across from Van right on Van
0: Sicklin. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, Yeah, wow. Our free lunches came in pink houses. That's crazy. They used to yep. give out the the, the, the guards, the five, the five percent nation. Uh, the gods it. used to give it out. Yep. Palm mm. from God, yep, and pink houses in Cypress. Yeah, we from I'm from I'm, rich, I, I'm from East New York, so I, yeah, I I, I lived live on down the streets. Street. Yeah.
1: yeah man, uh, okay, why? so while they go down memory lane, <laughs> <I'm right. laughs> no, just kidding. Um, but yeah, the, no, I do <laughs> I do love it. Um, and and you know, um, so I mean, Akia and I met I'm at Urban World Film Festival. So by that time, you had moved to New York, I guess, Akia. Yeah, were you live there?
3: I was pretty much living there most of the time. I was only going home on the weekends, yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, so can you tell me, like how did your dad's life and your dad's story inspire your filmmaking, um, you know, or inspire you, you know, or your career in um, in storytelling?
3: Um, well, I will say since I was young, I've always been writing uh, like short stories and poetry. And um, I will always share those with my dad through the mail or when I will go visit him in prison. So my dad would always kind of like, he would kind of like root me on in like all my creative endeavors because my dad also writes, my dad's mom was a writer as well. So I I think that my dad gave me the confidence to actually believe that a creative career was even possible because um, my mom is a nurse and my mom is very like logical and like, you know, straight like go to work, go to school, but she's not really into like creativity. So having the support of my dad and knowing that he was a writer and a lot of people in my dad's family are like musicians, writers, actors. So it, it just comes already in our family. So he kind of like understood what I was trying to do. So I think like his support and then also all the stories, my dad, as you could tell, like he has stories for days, day and he loves to tell me those stories. So I think that sparked um, just my imagination and like just wanting to tell more about what it's like to be a Black person and like how we have different layers to us so i, I would say yeah, like his creative support really inspired me to want to be a filmmaker and a writer
1: mm. i know I love, I love that definitely definitely i give my creative well uh, a lot of it i think from my dad too so <laughs> a lot of similarities there um okay and and brother Dae, um I, know, I want you to talk a little bit more about you know how you feel like um you know your daughter um, helped to like shape where you are going today. And, and what was the biggest like turning point for you? Like, do you remember a time where you said, okay, you know what, I don't wanna go back. Like so many people, that's a long time to spend in prison, but uh, a lot of people, of course, you work in this population, you know, and just because of, you know, just the circumstances environment, they might go back to, you know, the same practices, but you turned, you chose to turn your life around. What was like that turning point?
2: Well, I can remember it like yesterday, you know, I was, you know, I I was young. I was, I think, 20 going on 21 when I got sentenced. And the crazy thing was, like, the regular young boys, I I didn't really, like, have no kind of guidance. I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do with my life. And when I got to prison, I was like that first wave, like, in the early, uh, mid-80s, mid-80s um I was with that first wave where they were giving young dudes 25 40 because back you know the 70s person could commit a manslaughter or something they would get 18 to life split bids 16 12 to life so i was in that first wave of where they was just knocking dudes heads off man like yo 80 years 25 yeah 45 so, so i'm one of them young dudes that got fresh 25 and sent all of us up to the prison the first wave and the and the brothers that been down them them real convicts them brothers from the 70s like them was them real dudes like and they looking at us like you done sent all these crazy young boys up here (laughs) what y'all for because we you know we don't know nothing and we just wild and i ended up committing the act of violence in prison because i'm hard-headed you know and i never forget when my grandfather came to see me in SEG, they put me in isolation for a year and I was like on handcuff status and my daughter was born. I had to get the tear man to ask the CO, could he make a call from SEG to keep calling the hospital to let me know when my daughter was born. So I found out when she was born through a third party through the tear man that came and said, yo man, I'm gonna talk to the CO, see if he lets you out. They said she was born today. So but I'm still not getting it because I'm hard headed. Like, like I said, my grandfather came visit me in SEG and then back then used to have to have, if you was on double A status, like for committing a violent act or something, inside prison, you would have the visits in SEG through glass. And my grandfather just looked at me, and he was like, man, you're the only fool I know that was in a hole. Instead of asking for a ladder to climb out, you asked for a shovel to dig your hole deeper. Wow. That went over my head because I was a fool like that. And um, I still didn't get it. And then when they let me out of Seg, um, what ended up happening was I was in the max block and it was this brother from Hartford, Connecticut named Floyd X, he had 80 years. And my uncle on the street, he's always talking about Islam. He was in the nation of Islam, Uncle Bud. But we respected him, but I just wasn't ready yet. But this brother used to always come talk to me, give me, give me a final call. Say, brother, you know what you gonna do with yourself, man. Are you ready, come on to class, this and that. So anyway, make a long story short, I went, I went to maybe like I was in prison, like maybe about three years, four years. And um, I used to keep my all my property under the bed. I never used a picture board because like they got a picture board in the cell. I used to put all my pictures of my daughter and stuff in my box. And I used to keep it in my box because I always say, Well, if they take me back to SAG, I'm ready to go. You ain't even gotta pack my stuff. I'm ready to go seg every day. Just get my box under the bed. And that's you wanna take me there, I'm ready to go. So at count time, I should pull my box out and look at the picture of my daughter. And that brother came by. We had the bar, the bar cell, so you could see through the bars. He said, Brother, I finally think I finally see the one thing you care about, but what could you do for her? And he just walked away. And it hit me, man. I don't know what happened. God was dealing with me and it hit simplest me. Things. And I said, Man, I gotta. I got I to gotta do something, man. The next day, I went to him. I asked him for something to read. He gave me this book, by I do Muhammad called Our Savior has arrived. I read the whole book in one night. And I went to him the next day. I said, brother, I'm ready, man. I'm, I'm going to do something different for my daughter. And um, from that day forward, I never sold drugs again. I ain't drink no more Jail. I was wine again. I ain't bang no more. Never smoked weed, dust again. And I just, I don't even know how I did it. It was a miracle from the grace of God. Wow. That's what happened for me. And I just started going forward and the Islam motivated me to want to educate myself. And then I got involved with the school, college and there, and changed my life. Man. Wow. Yo, I mean, yo, check it.
0: Yo, yo, you know, I got to say something. I'm sorry. Yo, dude, I didn't have a, so I didn't have a, yo, what was weird thing about it, right? So I didn't do 17 straight, but I've never been out of jail a year straight. So it's like I was in and out all my life because my crimes are small, you know, I was yes. a pickpocket, mm-hmm. So they ain't mm-hmm. never really give me a lot of time, but I did do the, the last bit to get to m- my daughter's, wow. My, my yo, I didn't have a, I didn't, I, I didn't have a picture, the place I did the time in it, they, they didn't let you have pictures. So I didn't have that. So I, but what in my back of my mind, I always thought about my daughters going to school, sitting in a circle, and they and they lying to the teacher. And I didn't want them to lie no more. I didn't want them to have to say, like, yo, yes, yeah, my father's in, in in he's away at work or some shit or, or whatever. But um it's kind it's, it's kind of like crazy to hear you hear you talk about your daughter like as being the um as being one of them, them, them things that, that really hits you. Like, yo, word, what my daughter gonna do it? Because that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what I was thinking about. And, I, and I, I have to pinch myself sometimes and say, yo, Gordy, was you really crazy? And then I'll be like, then I'll run into an old person that I know and we'll start talking about stuff. I'll be like, you really was out there. You really did it. You really was in and out your whole life. Like I did three years in a group home as a kid, you know, from 15 to 18. And that, it was a wrap from there. They, um. I remember the cops picking me up from my eighth grade class, which made me better, which made me think, yeah, this is the life I wanna live now because everybody respected me. I was like, I was like the king. I was like, I went to two, two, eight, 218 back in the 70s. Yo, here, 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 every, every time I hear somebody else's story, it just, it, it's crazy for me, you know, cause I like, mm-hmm. so we've been doing the podcast for how long now Mia, like two years, three years? Two years, two years right?
1: Father's
0: Day. Two years. like. And I'm here. I hear people tell some stories, like and, and then the change. Like I, I w- I would have been a, I would have been a. I thought I was gonna be Muslim way before I got to Christianity. And and then, but somebody had, cause I was with the Muslims in jail. Like, well, they they liked me for some reason, man. Like, this Muslim guy, he he just was like, yo, whatever you need, whatever. I, I I and I was I thought he was trying to take my stuff. I thought it was a setup. He
2: always takes on so
0: yeah, but it wasn't, man. Dude was like, I, I seen, I think I seen him on in the street one time and he just recognized. I was like, yo, what's up? Say what's up a couple of times. But the dude was so powerful in the joint. And this was in C76 in on um, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I had eight months or something. And he was so powerful in there. Like when my brother came through, my brother went to his door. Anyway, I'm just showing the connections. How 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 yo, but when I got it was this lady that used to come to my other daughter's house, they used to go to church. And, you know, I didn't believe in none of that, no gods, none of that. But when I got out, I wanted to, I wanted to just do my, my, you know, to come home from jail and you go to church or the mosque, either way or whatever. I just wanted to do something right for one time. But when I went there, something happened. And so I I don't even know, like you said, I can't, I can't really, I can't really say what happened, man. Cause I, I just, I remember getting saved, didn't know what I was doing. I remember the girl being mad excited that I did it. And then, it was a progression. It just like day after day, stuff would happen. Like I remember, this lady dropped a wallet, and I and she didn't know it, and I thought I was paid. I went to get the wallet. I picked up the wallet, and something made me say, "Miss, you, you dropped your wallet." And I was like, "Whoa, Gordy!" That's when I knew something was really happening, man. It's like it's when you good. make a decision for God, I don't care what, what 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 your what your thing is, man. If you make an honest and true true relationship with God, it's gonna be God no matter what. You keep living and reading. But um, I don't, I don't, I don't want to take up because me and you could talk probably forever because I want to talk about, you know, East New York. I want to talk about your programs. Like, I don't – like, you had to – I think with, the, with, the, with me going in and out of jail didn't give me that sit-down time where I, could, where I could read books and, you know, go to college and stuff like that. So it just – like, I did eight months, six months, five months, you know what I'm saying, all my life. And it just never really – I never really got into the school thing. Until now, you know, until like you know, I came home the last time. But anyway, man, I I, I really I don't even know. I'm just excited right now, so that's why I'm going off, man. Because I, I really I like, like, yeah, I like really me. like, I really yeah. like hearing that. And then for your daughter to be like, I'm, I'm you know, creative, because I believe that's what's gonna change um, the whole narrative of everything, like mm. creativity. I don't believe yeah. in schools no more. I mean, I believe school is is important to get that structure, so that so that you can say, yo. If I'm gonna be creative, if I'm gonna draw this painting. It takes me eight hours to draw this painting, and then I gotta, I gotta do my laundry. I, gotta, I think it sets up your life because you have reports to make, you know. what I'm saying you got deadlines to make, and and you need that in life. You need that struggle. And I think that's what college. I think, I think, um, I think it's default. It, it's default is helping the creators be more creative and getting mm. and being able to get your creativity on a screen to another person, that another person can tell another person to tell another person because. Word of mouth is the fastest internet out there. And we still, and um, this is this is gonna touch somebody. Right. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, Mia, you guys, i I'm a, I could do this. I could do this forever. Man. I <laughs> so. know.
3: I know. I love connection here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, for real. Y'all do have like you know paths, and I hope that you know you can inspire more fathers. I mean, you know, just to. I mean, I'm not gonna go on too long, but just to, um, you know, just for what you're doing now, and um I do want to kind of just. You know say as far as like you went to school and akia did tell me that you were working on a book right is that is that, that right yes ma'am
2: and we also just recently, okay we just recently got on a, um, a tv show on experience on demand network on black house channel called a uh, very mm-hmm. conversation and it's about criminal justice oh. reform and about reentry. me, and, me that and my-
0: re-entry that re-entry thing, and you could you could take any information you need from me because I always think I'm the I always you know think I could tell somebody some yo how to how to how to stay out. Like you know, you said you said the brother walked by and said three words to you. My my brother actually was home and he said, Yo, man, I figured out how not to go back to jail. And I was like, get out of here, shut up, man. Cause he had stopped hustling before me. He said, You don't do crime, you don't go to jail. <laughs> I was like, really? That's it. But that's what's that stuck was
3: so simple. Right. <laughs> I, I, I,
0: can't, I can't make that up. Now I, I didn't stop that day, but that's what really the last time I got arrested. That's what hit me in my head. I was like, oh, I ain't never coming back to jail. I think I was smiling <laughs> on my on my ID going upstate the last time I went up north. My my like he said, them dudes be upstate. They'd be real, it'd be real killers of it'd be real dudes, but they be real. Like they don't be wanting to take your sneakers, type of dudes. They be Maybe you know, anyway, they, they tell you what to do, you know, they give you advice and shit, you know. But anyway, you know, that
2: and that, and that's what them old school brothers, I respect them so You're much. Right, yo, they helped, they helped me become a man because I can remember being young and stupid and waiting for next on a basketball court and the OG just walked by, yo, young blood man, yo, get up in that law library, get next on that so you can get up out of here. You waiting for next on this basketball court. No ulterior motive, not trying to get nothing from nothing. Nah. Just brothers looking out for brothers, man.
1: Oh, I love that. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, yes, yeah, speaking of looking out, um, you know, and then speaking of advice and, you know, just words of wisdom that we can pass on to the uh, next generation. How I usually like to do this is, you know, we have all come over obstacles in our life. You know, whether you grew up in the projects or not growing the projects, you know, you all have come to, you know, a level of success. I mean, you know, Akia, you know, killing it out here in L.A. with your five short films. You know what I mean? Being able to mentor others. I mean, serving on the board. I saw that you serve on the board of, you um, you know father family um in Atlanta um you know so Akia you could go first with you know um what's the greatest challenge you know you feel like you've had to overcome in your career and how did you overcome it um and you know what advice can you give for others just to overcome um, challenges
3: oh man I've had a lot of uh, challenges coming I mean moving from Connecticut to New York Atlanta not LA I mean I've had a lot of challenges I think But I think the most challenge I had um, was within my own self, right? And just, like, believing that I deserved what I was actually going after, right? It's one thing to have a plan to go after something, but it's another thing to say, I really deserve this because you could trick yourself into thinking that you don't deserve it and then you're doing all this work and you're like, I don't even know what I'm doing this for because I really don't even think I'm going to get this anyway. So I think for me, like, it's the Mm -hmm. constant every day reminding myself and telling myself, like, listen, you deserve this, like just like anybody else, like you came from nothing. And if anything, you deserve this more than anybody else. So I think it's like believing in ourselves and truly just knowing that like, yeah, we might start at the bottom, but we don't gotta stay there. So that that's the thing that was hindering me the most. And then also like feeling like I was gonna leave my people behind if I became successful. So that's the thing that I still have to work on until this day. Is like, how do I balance being successful and still, you know, going for more success without feeling like people thinking I'm better or I'm leaving yep. them? Or yeah. like, that's like something that I still yep. deal with, but just like, this is my life. This is what I'm going after. They got the same 24 hours in the day too. If they want it, they'll go after it. So, and I'm hoping that my story does inspire them to go after it, even at whatever age they are, but I can't feel bad for it. Doing what I'm supposed to do with my life, so
0: I think. Yo, that's- so you just you 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 kind of like this this a service I heard a service a church of day, and the pastor was saying like you gotta say you deserve it you can't yeah you know you you can't and it's not being cocky you're not being cocky or nothing you just yeah. yo yo I deserve it right I don't, if you think you don't deserve like I'm not a Bentley guy but I'm just saying. If I bought a Bentley, I bought it because I think I deserve it. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm, not, I'm not buying it. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to show off. I'm. I got a lot of money. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if you. And then when you to leaving the friends, that's that's that was my hardest part, and it's still my hard part, hard part for me because my friends are still in the game. So when I drive by, they be wanting stuff like, "Yo, take me." I be like, "Dude, you know if you get in here, you got something. I'm snitching now because I got to work. <laughs> no, I'm right. not. I'm just saying, you know, I'm a different dude now. Don't don't come in my car with drugs and guns. Yeah. But that's hard to leave your people behind, and or, or for you to even have that feeling. Like, yeah. dag, I mess around, making it, then I'm. I can't. I can't even hang out with them no more because. Yo, but but anyway, that, yeah, you deserve it. Yeah, we all yeah. deserve it. You've really always like- been deserving. Black people, we always think something's supposed to be, like like we we ain't supposed to have the best stuff.
3: Exactly. That ain't kidding, true. I'm, I true. My, I'm living my life in luxury I don't care yeah what yeah, yeah I don't care what nobody says. What white people doing I'm doing it too you <laughs> look okay. better Even way better yeah, right can.
1: right thank you thank you for that no that's that's very important I love it um brother Dae, what about you I mean I know you talked about some of the challenges um that you faced um but you know what what's a, what's a challenge that you could point to that now you give advice to people you know like okay this is you know Um, This is how you can overcome, you know, um, one of your greatest challenges.
2: I think the biggest challenge for people like me and brothers and sisters who've been incarcerated is when you do embrace this new value system that you want to conduct your life by, what happens is, remember, you've been responding to things one way for so long that when you face with a challenge or a test, the hard part is not to respond the way that you used to respond. You know, so 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 things happen. For instance, I give you a perfect example. I remember when I first came home, I was doing good, and then I hit a bump where I I mean it wasn't like I did nothing wrong, but I hit a bump in the road where my my, my transmission went out. I, it's crazy. I was bringing my daughter. To, to my aunt's house in, in, in Queens. We got on the Whitestone Bridge and my transmission blew. I paid the toll, my daughter was like, Dad, how come the car ain't moving? I said, I, I don't know. The train- Yo, Mia. <laughs> Yo, they had to push me off the Whitestone Bridge, right? Then right after that, I lost my job. Then I was about to be homeless. And my aunt was like, listen. I was like, I'm going I'm going to the shelter before I do anything wrong. I ain't going back, man, I'm trying to right." Stay- and my aunt, before she called me to tell me I could come stay in the basement, so I got on my feet, which God blessed me to get right back on my feet, I was sitting there packing my bag and I was alone in the room. And it was like a whisper. Shaytan was like, yo, I know you ain't selling no drugs no more. You want the revolutionary brothers. Why don't you see if your cousin lets you slap him upside the head with the pistol and y'all split the money bag. He said he take the money bag to the bank. Every week for the company. Ain't nobody in the room but me, right? And it's is John talking to me, and I'm like, I, I seek refuge in Allah. I said, No, I'm not doing that, man. Wow. And I on to that thought. And I went on, went to my aunt's basement. And in a matter of three months, I was back in my own apartment, I had three jobs and a side legal hustle. Like, <laughs> I got by making the right decision. God gave me back more than what I lost. Every time I was faced with a test, God Terrible, baby. gave me more than what I lost. And the thing is, man, you gotta have the faith. Faith ain't just in good times. You gotta have the faith to go through the obstacles and hold to your principles and values that you say you live your life by. And that was a challenge for me, but I was one of the ones that made it through. And this is what I tell the brothers in my group and sisters in my group. When I go into prison, I say, listen, you already know the formula. When you in a joint and the CO talking to you, greasy, the next dude talking to you, greasy, and you know you're about to discharge and you don't want to get in trouble because you want to go home, you got a goal. And you putting up whatever you got to put up with to get to your goal. How come when we get to the street, we forget that? If you keep the same formula in place, man, you'll be successful, man, and you'll never return to them dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love wow. that, man. Um, but did
0: you hear, Mia, did you hear him say he was on the bridge and his transmission broke down? <laughs> right on yeah. the white stuff. <laughs> okay. but wait, you and your daughter was in the car?
3: Yeah. And my daughter
0: was in the car. Uh, me and Mia went to that to that um, march in Washington. And when was that, Mia? Um, The march on,
1: the, the, oh, this, this August, episode. the one that just passed. Yo, yeah, why are we on this bridge? What bridge was that? I don't even know what bridge was that.
0: I don't know why the transmission went out. No lie. This is no, this is, I'm not even exaggerating. (laughs) This, this literally happened, man. And (laughs) I had to get my car. So this was this, but let's get this. We, we stuck on 95 though in the middle. It's nighttime. Yo, it's nighttime in the car and the bridge we was on is short bridge. And it was like, if we stop on that bridge, somebody's going to hit us. And then when we, when the, the car shut off, the, trend, the motor was going, but it wasn't moving. So I was like, Mia, it stopped again. And we was rolling. On We had to get, it, it made it wow. to the end of the bridge. And then the car stopped rolling. It must have been just a little slant on that bridge that made us make it to the end. But as soon as we got to the end, big bus just, just, there and it took us out. We turned. Yo, we we didn't, it was crazy. Wow. But look, we're in the middle of 95 coming from D.C. to New York. We're in the middle. We, we're not even near a, near a gas station or none of that. So I'm like Mia, well, I gotta call a tow truck. But then I thought I got a friend, my, this girl I call my sister who I grew up with hustling. Her sister lives in DC. So, and it was like 30, it was like maybe 30 miles away from us. And it wasn't, it wasn't but that was the closest place to us. So, I, and, I, and who knows if she, I haven't talked to this girl in a year or two years. So, and let alone her sister. So I called. I was like, "Yo, is Mimi home? Call Mimi. She home." Anyway, long story short, I the the um the Geico paid for twenty miles, and I paid an extra hundred dollars, I think, for the extra ten miles to get my car towed to the lady house, where she put me and Mia up for two days. She and I still drink, so she had, and she had a full not not to that but I'm just saying a full bar. It was like you and, had a good time. I, Let's I just say cigars. that. We had, right. We had a real good time. It, it, it was crazy how how yo. It was crazy, but the trans. When you said you in the car, your transmission. But I was like transmission. Yo, the uh, transmission we, went out, and I had just put a new engine in the car. So it was crazy. Then I so then I had to drive the U-Haul. It was crazy. But anyway,
1: <laughs> man. I know, man. This is this is why we share the stories, man. We have shared experiences, man, and I hope that we can. You know continue to inspire each other um and you know and just kind of like let each other know to keep going like we're pushing you guys and we want to support you all too so can you just let us know um you know how people can follow you how people can support what you're doing um the organization that you're with even um just let our listeners know um you know how they can you know follow your journeys um and i'm gonna add a, a a little bit to that um we also always have a uh, parables from the project's person of the day and we let our guests pick so if each of you can just you know say their name of a person that you know helped you on your journey to where you're um, getting today other than each other <laughs> um, you can share that as well
3: um okay so if you if you people can follow me on facebook at akia mcknight they can follow me on twitter and instagram at vision her which is v-i-s-i-o-n-a-r-h-e-r i'm always on their instagram twitter and then facebook my full name and then yeah i mean i have a couple podcasts people can listen to i have women with the blueprint um which is on all streaming platforms where i kind of i help young women of color navigate their way in the entertainment industry as well so yeah they can follow the podcast there as well and yeah like if anybody wants to reach out to me, they can reach out to me at visionrher at for like any questions or whatever they need to reach out to me for. They can do that as well.
1: Well, nice. And oh, and wait, my first name. Yeah.
3: One person from, man, there's been so many people that have like helped me along, which is why like I'm really into mentorship because I've had a lot of good mentors throughout my life. I'm blessed to have had that. But I mean, I will say like, I'll, I'll pick somebody outside of my family, because I have people in my family that are just amazing, like my aunt, my mom, um, but I had I had a neighbor, her name was Dana, um, she passed away when she was 37 from cancer, but she was like an older sister to me, and she always would tell me like, man, get out of Richburg, like you got to get out of here, you have to see the world, you have to go explore what it is that you want to do. And she always encouraged me to um, to be myself and to be authentic and to not fall into what people in the hood want you to be or what you should be. So yeah, I will say like, yeah, it was a, I had a, she was like an older sister to me. Her name was Dana. And she just really, really like supported me and pushed me out into the world as much as, you know, she could possibly do with just her words. So yeah, I would say her.
1: Awesome. Good. Thank you. And shout out to Dana.
3: I know. Shout
0: out to Dana, yo. <laughs> I, you know what I call them? I call them angels in the outfield, man. Somebody's always, oh, like, goodness. somebody's always out there, you know, helping me, man. Like that, like man. Be a, I love that name too. Angels in the outfield, saying Because when we go out that door, you know what I'm saying? Some of the help, and I know y'all probably got crazy stories about wit where some things happen, and then it was like, oh, sweat, okay. <laughs> yeah, like crazy. All right.
1: And Brother Dai, how can people um, follow you and support you? And and who's your um, like one person that you want to just honor on this episode?
2: Um, I want to say they can watch our show on uh, A Necessary Conversation. It's on the Black House channel on Experience On Demand Network. And if you want to contact us, you can reach us at Conversation at gmail.com but we spell necessary with two C's on purpose. So it's N-E-C-C-E-S-S-A-R-Y, conversation at gmail.com. And um, the one person that I really, really, really wanna thank is, um, is, um, he was like a mentor to me. We call him Uncle Bud, Brother Andre X Ellis, because even before I changed my life, Man, you know, he died before I got out of prison. But he used to come, they used to have this thing in Father Panic Village, um, Bridgeport, Connecticut, it's called The Hole. It's almost like how in Brownsville, they had the hole. They got the hole in Brownsville, but in Father Panic Village, they got the hole where they used to sell heroin at. And we used to be young boys out there selling heroin and Uncle Bud would come, he had his bow tie on and he would come and talk to us. Everybody else would be scared, but he, he would come. We loved him, man he was a friend of my mother and my family, and um, he used to make us do crazy stuff, like we out here thugging, and he would just pull up and be like, because they used to call me Bar Kim back then, he used to say, Bar Kim, do me a favor, get them brothers, I got a truck of mattresses for people that ain't got no mattress in the project, I want y'all to help me carry these, these mattresses to the apartment, so I'm like, We out here doing wrong, and this brother coming to get us to carry mattresses to people's house. And we wouldn't tell them no, we loved them so much. Right, right, right. And then one time, the kids had to wear uniforms in the school. Yo, this brother would be where they used to have Summer League at, they used to call it the Red Court. He would be where the Summer League used to be at with a grill selling hot dogs and hamburgers to raise money for kids, one man to raise money for the kids to be able to have uniforms to go to school, man, the project. Mm. That brother, wow. man, he, But Uncle Bud, Andre uh, X, salute you. In yes. Power. And they say we don't
3: support each um, other. We do, man, we really do look out for each other. That's yeah right,
1: Exactly, and that's why we story. want to change that narrative. That's why we want, you know, everybody to tell their story so we can change that narrative that we don't support each other. Like, this one man, you know what I mean? Like, like, I'm gonna get your mattresses. Yeah, they did I'm gonna get that. your uniforms.
2: And he would come. He would come shake, shake us all. You know, he wouldn't shake us down. But I'm, I'm joking. But he would come to all of us. He'd be like, "Listen, young blood, I know you brothers got some money. Y'all need to donate toward this." And you know what? Back then, and it's not right. I'm just saying though, drug dealers, we had no problem with giving something back to the community Oh yeah. Of taking and raping the community. You know what I mean? And now, you know, I don't. It, it's all good. I'm not judging things. It's different. But um, and, and in that note, I want to say I apologize. To my community because a lot of times we glorify the stuff we do and really we being a pawn in a chess game man as a co-conspirator in our own demise and that ain't really nothing to be proud of so i apologize because most of the time the crimes we commit is against one another and our community deserves that apology wow
1: that's deep righteous righteous Righteous, yes.
0: Well, Yo, I just got to say, man, I'm, I'm thanking y'all for coming on, man. Thanking y'all yes, for being thank open. you so much. Thank you, thank you for being open and honest, thank man. Like, just, yeah. like, this ain't going to change with a bunch of hype. You know what I'm saying? It's going to change with some real stories, man. Those are real stories, man. Wow. The hole in Brownsville. Yo, I grew up in there. I grew up over there, man. That's crazy. Yeah, it's just a lot of similarities, man, from two different people, like two different worlds. Yeah, it, it, it's um and I think it's gonna be millions of people, but you just you know it's just uh just never stopping, never stopping, always talking, always telling people, always but I do I, I I would like to join some type of reentry part. So I mean I do I am I'm working with this um I'm not working with her yet, but she don't know it. But this lady that works in the jail.
3: So she don't know <laughs> it. She don't know because <laughs>
1: the
0: reentry is some that's some hard stuff because you could get out of jail. Bump into somebody on the train, and you be right back in jail because young boys is ignorant. But and, and and not not to say that I wasn't that same young boy, but I remember me like, if you looked at me hard, I'm we fighting,
2: you know and what I'm they saying? Need, so they need, they need they need you, brother, to go back in because they can't connect with them. You can't give anybody something unless you can connect with them, but me and you can connect with them because. In order to sell them on changing their life and the transformation, they need you to go back in that facility, man. Yeah. Connect with them brothers, man. That's what that sister should do. Bring you back in there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, you definitely, definitely open up another, another, another avenue for them. Definitely watch.
2: Yes, You're gonna hear about you. it. Thank
1: wow. you. All right. Well,
3: I'm definitely going to have what'd you say, Akia? So I love the connection that's happening here. Y'all definitely got to call. Yes, yeah. yes,
1: definitely. We'll connect everybody. And um, just for all of our listeners, I'm going to put um, all of the information that was shared in the show notes as far as, you know, how you can follow Akia and Brother Dai. Um Just thank you both com- for coming on so much. Thank you to thank everybody who listened. Um, yeah, thank you everybody watching nice. on Facebook Live. Thank you for coming with us early because you see, we got a lot going oh, on. <laughs> this is not the <laughs> perfection. <laughs> this is not the perfect podcast, but, uh, you know, but we, but we definitely appreciate y'all telling your story. So so make sure y'all share this with a friend. Um, follow us at Project Parables on Twitter. Find us on Facebook, Parables from the Projects, and um, find us on anywhere you listen to um, at, uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And make sure you leave us a review if you're listening to us on Apple. We will see you next time. And remember, it's all good in the hood. Peace. <laughs>